240th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Hmm. I'm already thinking very hard. Yeah. I'm already using so much of my brain, just kind of firing it up. I kind of doubt that, actually. I think you're going to be, you feel like you're going to have it easy today. No. Yeah, I think uh, you do, uh. because we're, we're joined by uh, somebody who kind of carried you the last okay, time we well, all quizzed together. All right. And that's Fletcher. Hi. Welcome, <laughs> Fletcher. Thanks for having me. Now, listeners, you might not be familiar with this. So you're trying to think, like, when was the last time Fletcher was on? If you are a supporter of ours on Patreon, you heard him on the MCU quiz very recently, where he pretty much dominated. I don't want to say that Mark was of no help. I mean, certainly a morale booster, <laughs> yeah, we would agree. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, I think that yep. might even be what you said. I lift others up. It's my power. <laughs> And uh, you did quite well Thank on, you. That, on that quiz. Thank you. Against I mean, uh, Dallas and Justin were the other two uh, quizzers. They did good, mm-hmm. too. but Yeah, I mean, at first. But let's be honest. We're being honest. If this is honest hour right mm-hmm. now, if I'm in the cone of trust, <laughs> they really started are. slipping in the later rounds there. And then it was just domina- what they would refer to in poker as domination nation. <laughs> well, I'll be honest here. They did get more of the lion's share of uh, TV series questions, I think, in that last yeah. round. So maybe a second quiz is in order, you know, just to really test their mettle. I'd be down. All right. And good. I'm fine with uh, helping Fletcher out where <laughs> I can. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And thank you once again for joining us for a, a general knowledge quiz here. Of course. Today, always always happy to be on. You've been good? Yeah. Good Doing to hear. well. Yeah. Hang right in there. Okay. And you brought some questions, I understand, as well. Yeah. Because you, uh, we never got you on after the last time that you covered for Mark's trivia uh, when Mark went out of town. I don't, it wasn't this Columbia trip because that was over the weekend. That's but correct. there was a Wednesday right. before that Mark was not able to host at Nice Guys. I believe and, I was in Illinois for work. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds about right. And you then, were number one on the speed dial. Yeah. He's, my, he's become my go-to. He's, he's, my, uh, he's my Anakin Skywalker as I am bringing him up teaching him the the ways of the force the patty one maybe he will turn bad (laughs) patty one no yeah he's done a great job filling in and writes questions maybe even harder than me that's why i'm powering on my brain cable (laughs) okay because this man brings the heat yeah Mm -hmm. that's true i don't know if i can be a substitute fletcher people came to me people came to me (laughs) and were like that guy you had last week jesus christ he's (laughs) smoked us like like the winning team that we get like 19 points that's it was amazing like, yeah it was heavy are yeah, you gonna ask some of your harder questions today yeah good i think <laughs> i think because people yeah. already complain about mark's questions being hard mm-hmm. so i i, I want to hear what you what you've got in yeah. store here let's see if i recall the at the end of the first round that most recent time i covered for mark i think there was one team that had any points at all wow out of like maybe like 15 teams okay. and how does it make you feel do you feel sh- do you feel bad do you feel, uh, do you, you like lick your chops going? <laughs> I, I feel a little bad. I feel a little guilty, but you know, I, I really have tried to I strive to emulate your, the style that you've set the, you know, the precedence you've set. I think you being a substitute almost gives you a little more license to make them a little bit more difficult than, than normal, you know, and, and maybe make uh, some players more appreciative 
of Mark's questions. Yeah. Maybe being a little e- yeah. on the easier Good side. Cop, bad cop. <laughs> in comparison, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I come back and be like, thank God you're back. And I was like, yeah, see, you didn't know what the hell you had. You <laughs> get Professor Fletcher in here. <laughs> Yeah, see how good you've had, see how good you have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us again. Of course, we're always always happy to be on. Great, and uh, we're excited to uh, get into our quiz. But first, let's go over our weekly wrap up. Okay. Just a heads up, listeners. Uh, our weekly wrap up does have some mentions of domestic abuse or domestic violence. So if that kind of thing is uncomfortable for you, just go ahead and skip a couple minutes ahead. Last week, we only had one quiz. We were preempted for a concert at Pointy Bell last week. So we were at Ollie's Pub on Thursday for quiz number 493, which saw we're here to beat our wives in the lead for most of the quiz until a last moment push by As You Wish catapulted them into the lead, ending the quiz in first with 102 points, here to beat our wives in second with 100 points, and just the tips in third with 89 points. Now on that team name, I must have blocked it out when I first like wrote the team names down because I wrote here for our wives, which has been kind of the tr- the trending name, you know, or right. the the theme of the name over the past couple weeks. Right. And uh, they said no, it's here to beat our wives. And they were uh, uh, two teams that were segregated by gender. So you had like, you know, the men on one team and then the, the, the women, women on the other. other. And of course, they were trying to be kind of cheeky about it and say, we're here to beat them at trivia. Right. You know, but they were also being a little bit edgy on that. And when they told me that that was their team name, I was shocked. I actually had to double check. I was like, there's no way that's your team name. They're like, yes, it is. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I looked it, I looked it up, and they were in the lead for uh, for most of the quiz. I was happy to see them defeated with that name. Yeah, as you wish. I know, you know, some people take pride in like having an edgier team name, you know, and they 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 think it's like this is their moment to to be like the edgy comedian, you know, in naming the team. Right. And I understand that, and I don't want to ruin anybody's fun, you uh, know, but. Have some self awareness. There, there are lines. Yeah, yeah. You don't know who else is in the room. You don't know what they might have experienced in their life. I would be very curious to see what their wives thought of the name. Yeah, well, I, you know, I guess it all depends on the person. You know, some people are, you know, some people deal with stuff differently. So I'm sure, you know, some people would be fine with the kind of comedy it is or whatever. But I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't have that team name. I mean, that. fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that's... maybe I'm just getting sensitive in my in my older age here. But to me, that stuck out. It raised the hair on the back of my neck a little bit. You know? I it's I understand where they're going with it, and I understand the humor in it. But that's coming from someone who's never been in that situation. So to err on the side of caution, it's just like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's definitely a the only time I've ever not said a team name is because nice guys is a very, very left leaning place. They have a lot of gay and lesbian people that go there. And there have been a couple of gay teams that have used the F word in their team names. And I won't say it. And they were like, I, I, there was one where the first round I was like, I'm not going to say this word. And then they put it through again. They said, we're gay. We're giving you the freedom to say that you can say this word. And I was like, 
I'm I'm really sorry. I just don't feel comfortable. There was a time that I threw that word around like crazy because I thought it was funny and I thought it was wasn't thinking of who was shocking or whatever. And then as soon as that yeah, you develop some self awareness. Right, yeah, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. But you know, they were the ones that were telling me to say this word, and I was like. Like, I think the third round, I was like, I'm really sorry, guys. I, I appreciate that you trust me with this word to know that I don't feel that way. So me saying it is a shock thing and not a harm thing. But I cannot do that. <laughs> like, just cannot and will not. Sorry. Funny name. Funny idea. If one of you wants to come up and say it, go crazy. But <laughs> that's more than I would have given them. But I <laughs> applaud you for, for standing your ground there. And uh, congratulations once again to As You Wish on their victory. Mark, how did your teams do at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia this week? Oh, they did well. Um, the first and second round went to a, ba- uh, a band, a team called La Triviata. Maybe they're a band too. You don't know. They could be. Yeah. Uh, it was very, it was interesting. It was a three generation family. So there was like a, a you know kid that was maybe somewhere from 10 to 14 years old, um, his father and their grandfather plus one so they had a very wide range of um you know knowledge from different times and uh they won the first round they got a perfect first round second round they missed one question seth was there he was on high alert he was he was snooping around trying to see what was going on they ended up leaving after the second round now have you had any instances where a team has done extremely extremely well for one round or two rounds and then left I wouldn't say extremely well I have had you know some teams that were maybe in you know the running for you know the top of the leaderboard somewhere at the top like maybe top five and then they leave and I go oh man you know they were they were on their way but I assume something else came up but I've never had a team that was like in first leave and uh if I have, and I, I don't think so. I don't think I ever have. Mm. Yeah, I would so hope that they would come say something. I think I know where this is going. Well, they left. Yeah, and it just put Seth on super high alert, thinking that something was a little tricky. Maybe and then the end of the third round, the winner was the beach that makes you old, uh, winning with seventy-eight <laughs> points, um, seventy points. Uh, creeping up right behind him. Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender-neutral bathroom, which is a shock name that I 120% support for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's directed at one person, though. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's everybody's subjective opinion. Exactly. You know, yeah. but I think things that, you know, um, are maybe societal sensitivities, you know, like who's gonna get offended on on that? If you're if you're like a family member of Ronald Reagan's in the room, sure, that's <laughs> unlikely though. That's I mean, much more unlikely than a victim of spousal abuse or domestic you, abuse. You're still gonna see like maybe not so much at nice guys, but you're still gonna see people who are right wing leaning who are gonna get offended and upset of that yeah, in but, general. Okay, but that's got nothing but to it's, do it's with that. It it's it not their grave. Exactly, exactly. It's a political leader. It's a you know. It's a it's a it's a infamous figure from history. Yes. You and know? It's, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's a completely different subject. It's totally gonna happen, different. but it's completely different. Yeah, I just think you know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I'm not disagreeing with you, Lee. I just you know I can see that people are gonna you know take 
you know, the opposite side of this and say, just let people, you know, you're being too sensitive or whatever, but it just rubs me the wrong way. It's my fucking show. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. Well, did they win? Ronald uh, pissing on Ronald Reagan's general, no, they lost general by neutral one. bathroom. No. Or they lost by eight points uh, to the beach that makes you old. The beach that makes you old. The M. Night Shyamalan beach, I'm assuming. Yes. From the movie Old. They were another one of those, just like every round, you know, every round they did just, they were like the, the, the tortoise. They were maintaining this first round. They got two questions wrong. Second round, they got two questions wrong. Third round, they got one question wrong. So it was just like chipping away, not being in first, but maintaining that power, maintaining that groove. There you go. It's all it takes. It's good stuff. And I just want to reiterate, I did give that team a chance to change their name because I said, that can't be your name. And they said, yes, it is. I said, you can't be serious. And they said, yes, it is. I said, all right. Is it because you didn't get it that they were playing their wives? Or is it because you got it? And you no, didn't I care? was making a big deal about it on the microphone. Like, no, I'm asking, is the reason because, like, did you understand what they were doing with playing their wives and, like, making a play on that? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I when mean, I first heard it, I didn't put it in that context. I, think, I, I was yeah, thinking, same. like, mm-hmm. hitting. And so I was like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but but then I was <laughs> like, exactly oh, okay, well, I see what they're doing. They are trying to beat their wives, mm-hmm. but at trivia. Right. And part it's of it, similar to the old joke from Wonder Chosen of kids on the beat kids on the street beat kids beat kids right because it's it's they're detectives or they're like uh not detectives they're um what are the exposure journalists what do they call them expose like uh, expose journalists yeah that was the joke you know it's a pun and it's supposed to like yeah edgy late night comedy show you know this is pub trivia it's similar but no, like if I'm watching a TV show, I'm opting in. I know what I'm getting into. Right. You know, going out to pub trivia, like we're all. Here I never, I never realized like the beat kids thing. You didn't. They have never. the name beat. They have the words written on fists <laughs> when they come up on the screen. How did you not get that? <laughs> wow. So it's beat kids, and then they got the, the fists coming up. Oh, good luck editing this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, know what the fuck I'm gonna, gonna do. Edit. I don't know what just I'm gonna do. Leave it all I, in. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like the phrasing. It's like, just put you, the episode par- out. Partially, life. you feel guilty because you're the one that read it in the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, but they know what they're doing at the same time. I, I totally overlooked it when I was like taking their team name off of the because I, I I have here for and then they do something else. So. I, I, I saw here for and wives and I just I don't know what happened. I don't think I like saw the violence and immediately ignored it. I think I just overlooked it. And then when I read it, they were like, that's not our name. Oh, was that like we're here for the beer? Exactly. OK. Yep. Yeah. So they ch- they changed the format from here for mm-hmm. to here to. They have now a directive, okay. you know, last week they were here for fourth place. Yeah. I told them last week when they got fourth place, I said next week, make your team name something optimistic a good goal for you to attain <laughs> like here for first place and that's not what we got that's not what, you, that's not what we got well it is though 
It's not what I wanted. Not, but because they it are, might be what we got, but it's not what I wanted. They're here to beat their wives at that's, trivia. I wish you, they had written that second part If you read it in another way, yeah. then that's on you. Then that makes that makes me wonder what's going on inside your head, man. They just they yeah. love trying to get at me. I think this team <laughs> they got me this week. Anyway, if you missed it and you have a better team name and you'd like to join us for trivia soon. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free, free beer. beer. I'm sorry about that. I'm all worked up right now. It's okay. Free beer, as Mark said, and bonus prizes, and to suggest categories for next week's quiz, and to enjoy some of the tasty, tasty offerings Double tasty from our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. Free cards. You could even use your gift card on one of their signature sandwiches, like the Die Die My Bologna, a fried bologna sandwich with American cheese, pickles, spicy mustard, jalapeno chips, on a potato roll. It's really good. It's very tasty, tasty. Tasty, tasty. Sounds like. Try. Wow, they get a very tasty, tasty. It's not very, just tasty, tasty. It is very tasty, tasty. Uh, try it and many other selection from the Ollie's Pub menu every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. while you're quizzing. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom. That's bit.ly slash trivia. That starts at 8 p.m. For a link to that, you can check the show notes. And don't forget our next themed quiz is Friends Trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company on Saturday, March 25th at 6 p.m. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And, and join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you... Well, how about we take well, a little break? We need to unwind a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll come back with our trivia in round one. back and i've been dying to ask this mcu question on the podcast but i've been waiting for the perfect guest oh and hi. here he is it's fletcher it me the perfect guest <laughs> i think you might be able to suss together on this one though so don't worry mark i think you're gonna be involved too here okay besides 2020 the pandemic year which year was the only to have no movie installments in the mcu since its inception with the release of iron man in 2008 Hmm. Wow. Besides 2020, the pandemic year, which was the only year to have no movie installments in the MCU since its inception with the release of Iron Man in 2008. Okay. So they've been really on the ball with it in the last number of years, other than the aforementioned pandemic year. 
I'm leaning towards the early side. I remember that Iron Man and Hulk came out the same year. No, Incredible Hulk, excuse me. Hulk was the Ang Lee Hulk. You wouldn't like him when he's Ang Lee. So, <laughs> thank you. Mark I was, and I just looked at each other for yeah, solid five seconds. I was trying seconds. to figure out how exactly to put it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Don't let us distract you. No, no you're good. I want to say it could have been 2009 because 2008 was the year Iron Man and Hulk came out. Incredible Hulk again. Uh, you want to look at me Avengers was 2012. Was 2009 um, Captain America? See, I want to say Thor was one year and Captain America was another year. Because that was that was phase one, right? Yeah. Everything. So, no, Iron Man two also came out before. That's right. So that could have been the same year as one of the other two. So if they were still kind of working on getting things going, getting the ball rolling, I could see two thousand nine as being a year without one. When they're trying to... Yeah, I guess it was also taking more time for them to be able to get all the special effects done. Yeah, and they had... They were less well put together, Marvel Studios. They might not even officially have been Marvel Studios at that point yet. Yeah, it also makes sense because they'd have less movies. Like, once mm-hmm. they had everybody on board... Yeah. And they had less... They had more prep time and getting things started because they've always got, like... You know, like 17 different projects in various states of readiness. There have not, speaking of slow times, there's not been a year since the pandemic that there hasn't been a movie, right? Correct. The multiple movies, at least three, if not four. Each year. Yeah, I mean, even before the pandemic, they were yeah. churning out at that level. Three or four years, right. several years. 2009, I think we go with then, yeah? Yeah. We're going to say 2009. Great, Sus. That's correct. Yeah, Well done. And yes, uh, Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger, both coming out in 2011. Ah, okay. Iron Man 2 in 2010, and the original Iron Man and Hulk in 2008. So those are the movies and dates surrounding our 2009 answer. Okay. Your question for me, though the third largest in terms of land area, which is the least populous of the five New York City boroughs? Though the third largest in terms of land area, which is the least populous of the five New York City boroughs? Okay. Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan? <laughs> Just kidding. How was you? It's was, pretty, I thought you were starting no, to No, <laughs> It's pretty small, but there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder. I think Brooklyn is probably the most populated. And then Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn's pretty big, too. Mm-hmm. We've got Queens. Mm-hmm. Long Island? Long. No? No. Different. Staten Island. Staten Island. Thank you. <sighs> Always get those confused. Yeah. Um, hmm. The and Bronx. The Bronx. There you go. That's all five, right? That's all five. To the five boroughs. Mm-hmm. How big is Staten Island? Staten Island. Long Island, I was like, oh, there's a lot of land there because it's long. Yeah. But... I don't Again, know about Staten Island. No part of the city. Yeah. Uh, Staten Island. See, I, I'm alternating 
between Staten Island is the largest or the smallest? Whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just I want to say it has one Oof. of those. It has one of those distinctions, and at least as best as I can recall. King of Queens. I mean, there's a show about the suburbs that are there, so I think a lot of people live there. You know? Yeah. That's my thought there. Um, mm. maybe it is Manhattan. That's a lot of that's a lot of business. Yeah. In there, you know. There are people that live there, but did you said pro- population? Least populous. Least, Least populous. populous. Okay. Third largest in land size. I, I'm assuming residential population, not like at any given moment. Yeah, I mean, population on a Wednesday at eleven, who, people who live there. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, I maybe it is Manhattan. Everybody lives elsewhere and travels in. It's possible. I Dem- New York City demographics just completely elude me. I think that this is this would be a surprising answer too because it's one of the most well known. But I think it's yeah. yeah, it's mostly industry. There's you know there's I high mean, rises and stuff. There's people that do live there, but I mean it's, most people live outside of Manhattan and travel into work. I think. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of commuters. I'd be willing to give it a guess. Give it a shot. We're going to go with Manhattan. It's incorrect. <sighs> the correct answer is Staten Island. Okay. Mm, sorry. I cut off your sus there. No, no, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Not many living down in Staten Island. No. Yet it be it is the third largest. Yep. Okay. Big old place. How do you guys come to think that Manhattan is the least populous? Because uh, people are maybe Just more there to work. And they live, business, they live in the other. Because it's very expensive to live in Manhattan. So you live in Brooklyn and travel into Manhattan to work and stuff like that. So it's the most populous then. It, it, Manhattan is. Without okay. being able to look at them. I'm okay. sure of it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Most oh, like people said, live in Manhattan? I mean, a lot of people do because that's where the action is. Okay. Like I said, New York City demographics completely elude me. Anyway, I think it's my turn. Do you have a yes. question? All right. Yeah. Indeed. Let's hear it. With an estimated count of 300,000, what movie holds the record for most extras used? With an estimated count of 300,000, what movie holds the record for most extras used? Two thousand eight. Did you? Just, I don't think he gave a year. Did you not give a? Well, I, think he just I, gave I did a not count. give a year. Oh, wow. I gave a count of how mm-hmm. many extras. How In many? my mind, kicking around is the movie Gandhi, which I believe was directed by Richard Attenborough. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I know that that movie at one point did hold a record for most extras, but that movie is from the early nineties, I believe. And I think it might have been outdone. Does that sound familiar to you at all? Yeah. Any of this stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
300,000 extras. Movie. Sports. That's that would be a large crowd for sports. That would be interesting. War. Something with like two people, two groups of people running at each other. The other thing is trying to think of a time before they could just do that with computers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I think something like Gandhi, it, you know, like at, at some point, 2000 something, they were like, no, they were more just like, we need crowd. 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll fucking double you and we'll stamp. change your, change your bodies. And we'll do something. And we'll just take care of it from there. Thank you very much. Well, you want to go with Gandhi? Fuck it. Gandhi. That's correct. Hey. Hey. Nice. 1982. 82. Wow. Okay. So it's even earlier than mm-hmm. I anticipated. All right. Damn. Good job. Good poll. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. This is an animals question I have for you next. What type of crocodilian is a close relative to the alligator, but features a few notable dis- differences, including longer and sharper teeth and more agile movement? What type of crocodilian is a close relative to the alligator? but features a few notable differences, including longer and sharper teeth and more agile movement. What's that thing called? The first thing that jumps to my mind is the caiman. But maybe that's because that's the only other crocodilian I can think of. I think caiman is what I was thinking of. It's got like a thinner nose, right? Yeah. A thinner snout. Yeah. Snout. I mean... It's not a fucking alligator, is it? I think that'd be too obvious. See, that's my worry. I did say it was a close relative to the alligator, so that okay, would be, that oh, would be oh, weird. Oh, strange. Oh, relative oh, to the alligator, okay. But alligators still crocodilian. Oh, crocodilian. So yeah, that's okay. the, what, it's got to be caiman. The taxonomical family. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be caiman, but I think it's if that's the answer, this will be a very good question. If it's anything harder than the caiman, because the caiman, I think, is just on the outset of everyone's like knowledge. I think everyone at some point has seen a caiman and like, that's a fucking crocodile, that's right? That's a weird looking crocodile. <laughs> like, it's called a caiman. Should we go with caiman? Yeah. I'm riding on the, the back of my friend Fletcher here. We're going to say caiman. That's right. All right. Uh, good job. Course. Thanks for pulling it. Absolutely. Yes, and uh, yeah, 56% of my teams got that right, so about half of the room. So I think you're right, Mark. It's, it's right on the edge, right on the precipice of the uh, the mind palace of many. Indeed. By the way, Brooklyn, the most populous uh, borough. I have Caymans in the moat surrounding my mind palace. There you go. Keep it protected. Keep all that knowledge protected. Here's your next question. Operation Just Cause was the code name of the U.S. invasion mm-hmm. of what transcontinental country spanning from December of 1989 to January of 1990? Operation Just Cause was the code name of the U.S. invasion of what transcontinental country spanning from December of 1989 to January of 1990? 
Okay. And they're off. I know both our minds went to the Just Cause video game. Oh, series absolutely. First. Without doubt. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this was if the game was named after this. I, I have come across this before. Mm. I don't remember the answer. Transcontinental is interesting. Two yeah. continents. Okay. So yeah. what countries span continents? Russia. Yep. Asia and Europe, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's a. The first and only one I can think of. Mm hmm. Um, well, always gets kind of muddled for me too in the Middle East region. Like, what of that area is part of Europe? What's part of Asia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even the term Middle East is contentious for that very reason. Yeah, because like parts of Africa are considered like mm-hmm. culturally, if not like geographically, Egypt. Middle mm-hmm. East. Like the entirety of North Africa, like Libya, Morocco, like all of that. Like culturally, is a big one. Yeah. Culturally. It's Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. 89 and 90. That's too short to be Desert Storm. Yeah, because right? that was Desert Storm. Yeah. That was the name. It was I mean, Operation Desert Storm. Yeah. It was called. Yeah. Um, Operation Just Desert Storm. Just Desert Storm. Operation Just Desert. <laughs> I mean. How about Latin America? Is that transcontinental? That was, I was just starting to. Think towards or Central that. America is what I, I mean. I mean, I said Latin America. I meant Central America. I, I knew what you were yeah. saying. I feel like classically, geographically, all of Central America is considered North America. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at you notice the big seven continents, yeah. the big seven, the big seven, those ones. I mean. Did, I don't think we invaded mm. Russia in 89. No. That's, so that's why I'm, I'm moving on from I mean, that. Unless, you know, we did it secretly and yeah. you didn't find out about it until years later. Why is, why well, is right pa- now. Panama coming to mind? Van Halen? Well, did, did we invade Panama in the Panama? late 80s? I mean, early built, 90s. who built the canal there? Was the that us? The invasion of Panama. Uh... Was that us? Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> was such a quiet sneeze. He was trying to be, I barely registered it. Holy cow. I registered it. I registered it from, from this. And I looked over and then he went. <laughs> he did one of those like inside mind, inside mind. I, I, I heard the sound of a baseball hitting sand. <laughs> well, let me. My sneezes can be so forceful that I can give myself headaches. Oh, okay. So I, so you suppress them. I, I will sometimes suppress them, but I especially if I'm bad for you, actually, I've but. heard that too. And I've tried, <laughs> I've tried to stop doing it as much, but I didn't want to sneeze that loudly when I'm, you know, Thank got you. a microphone right in front of my yeah. face either. Our audience. Thanks. You as well. Yeah, of course. Um, Panama. I don't know why that's, that's coming to mind. I, mean, I was wrong again, last time I did this. Again, that could lead back towards the video game series mm-hmm. because oh. I believe that is in a Latin American country. Uh huh. Is where that game series is set. I've never played it. I own a couple of them, but I've never gotten around to playing it. Mm. I you know see all the videos with you know the grappling hook and all the crazy stuff you can do. But sidetrack. Um, Panama could be maybe. I got nothing. Otherwise, I mean considering. 
its geographical location, I could see it being classified as a transcontinental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good mm. enough of a guess as anything else I could come up with. Africa and Europe, is there any, like, connection there that's, like, a country that... I mean, I guess we we named a couple of them. Yeah. But, like... If you if you look at it and you you're like all right well you know Egypt is in Africa you know you could say that yes. culturally it spans continents but yes. geographically there's just a small number of countries mm-hmm. this could be but they I really feel have like, to I think feel like geographically I feel like if we have ever invaded Egypt. I feel like I would have known or heard about, or that would have come to more recollection. What about another country that's kind of in, in the Europe, Asia zone, like Yugoslavia. Did we invade them? I don't think that's a country I, anymore. I think that no. was split up, right? I believe so. Just cause. When was the Panama Canal built? Early 1900s, I believe. No. I feel like it's later than that, considering the locks system mm. in place. That doesn't seem like 1900, unless it was rebuilt later. But I feel like that is an important piece of the canal, is the locks. Maybe it was closer to the middle of the century. Okay. If, we, if it was built partially with our assistance, and then a dictator, dictator mm-hmm. dictatorship came to root in Panama, and then we evade, invaded to stamp that out because we needed the canal... That'd be, right, a, yeah. that'd be a just cause, right? Allowing <laughs> us to use the canal again. <laughs> Let's go with it. Okay. Panama. Guys, fantastic sus. Oh. Panama is correct. Whoa! Good job. Panama! Uh, I'm ready to put on some Van Halen now. <laughs> the, real, the real reason was basically to try and oust Manuel Noriega, mm. who was wanted on racketeering and drug charges. So mm. they, that, was the, that was the just cause there. Okay. Just to get rid of him. Gotcha. That sounds pretty just. Something less cynical mm. or more, I guess, depending on your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, wait, is that, no, you've got one more, right, yeah. Fletcher? One more from Fletcher this round. Simply called Brain, <laughs> the first computer virus <laughs> oh. for IBM PCs and compatibles <laughs> was released in what year? Sorry, I was laughing at my dumb joke in my yeah. head. Could you read uh-huh. that one more time? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> simply called, simply called brain. I'm like, yeah, simply called brain. Sick. <laughs> simply called brain. The first computer virus for IBM PCs and compatibles was released in what year? Mm. What year? Oh, we're getting specific now. You hate your questions. I I would be lucky to get the decade. I think with this one, I'm going to say 1970s. Yeah, that sounds. Like a good range. Maybe earlier? You said IBM? IBM PCs and compatibles. PCs. And mm. compatibles. So they have to have compatible devices. So maybe it's not as early as, you know. Now, I was I, In my mind, I was thinking like day one. When was the first PC made? What are we considering a personal computer here? It's got to be the 80s, right? See, that's what I, I, maybe, maybe the late 70s. You had like Calexico. 
No, Calico. that's a band. Calico. The Calico system? No. <laughs> Constellation. <laughs> the Atari thing. Right. The proto-Atari. Yeah. You had that, and then you had the Atari in like Coleco. 78 and 79. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Coleco. And then uh, Coleco Vision? Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I'm thinking the 80s. Because those were not PCs, but they were like, hey, you could do some like fun computing stuff at home. You know, gaming and ma- I think they might have had basic word processing or something on those. And then in the 80s, they were like, all right, you can buy, you know, a regular computer system. We're going to do home. 80s. Let's do early 80s, please. Yeah. 82. I feel all right about that. I don't have a better guess. Let's do it. We're going to say 1982. Incorrect. 1986. Mm. Oh. All right. Okay. I was expecting to be majorly shocked. Like, Mm. whoa, 1963? Like, sometime before electricity was even around. 1782. (laughs) So that was the first computer virus? The first computer virus. Huh. And it was called Brain. Brain. Was it like... It was it was like a malicious virus, like that somebody unleashed on somebody, or was it like designed to see if it could be a thing? I do not recall the specifics. Mm. It was affects the PC by replacing the boot sector of a floppy disk with a copy of the virus. Um, this is a real floppy too. The floppy yeah, kind of yeah. floppy. I mean, because that point, like. Mm-hmm. Hard storage is not really a thing. It was everything on floppy disks. Um, not really anything. Your question was about like. If it was like done as like a test or if it was okay. like done as like a malicious like attack by like, you know, an individual or a small group against the world at large or if it was like an internal IBM thing where they were. It was created by a couple of brothers. Let me see. Um, a couple I, brothers who lived in Pakistan at the time, they had written it to protect their medical software from illegal copying, and it was supposed to target copyright infringement only. It was DRM? It was DRM. <laughs> that, okay. That says it all. Yeah. <laughs> We've really come full circle. <laughs> Iota, Beta, Mu is how you'd say IBM with the Greek alphabet. Iota, Beta, Mu? Mm-hmm. Are those direct transliterations? Yes. Okay. I thought Moo was like a gateway thing, you know, because the cow prints. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a little break. Okay. And then we'll come back with some missed corrections and our second round of trivia. And it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. Got a few notes here. Motor Liquor writing in with another fun fact about traffic lights. He writes, that's Quizmaster Blake. 
He writes, they're the only instance in the electrical trade where a green wire can be a current-carrying conductor. Green wires are always ground conductors, which means they are theoretically safe to touch. And safe is in big quotes there. Traffic lights are the only exception. The green wire powers the green light, the red wire for the red light, and a yellow wire for the yellow light. So I guess if there was an ex- ever a case for an exception to the rule, that would be one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heard from uh, Fade to One. I feel compelled to point out it's Thurgood, Marshall, not Thoroughgood. That makes me think <laughs> of a horse. <laughs> Thank you for that, Fade to One. That is a good clarification. We also heard from a uh, number of people, uh, notably Aaron Sullivan, as well as Ed Sacals, who writes, The U2 song in question uno dos tres catorce was the 2004 single vertigo off the album how to dismantle an atomic bomb not the song elevation which is what i had i had said got those two songs confused we also heard that uh bay leaves definitely add flavor (laughs) according to uh skylar and adam who chimed in on discord Mm -hmm. there are actually uh, i didn't know this two two distinct kinds of bay leaves one from california and one from turkey and uh, we're going to add a link to the article that Skylar sent that offers a detailed look at the subject. But yeah, the, that's the news of the day. Bay leaves, they actually do something. Are the California ones from the San Francisco Bay area? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. They Sorry. could be. Bad pun that didn't land. <laughs> but what if it is? I mean, what if that is it? I don't want to say. You know, just for... Uh, yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that, yeah, completely failed. <laughs> womp womp. You, you can cut that in post. I think I'm leaving everything in the day. <laughs> oh, I hope you do. Because that's better. When you hear them say, we'll cut that in post, and it just remains. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, that reminds me, I want to shout out our friends, uh, Doubled Feature Podcast. They oh. recently mm. announced their 100th and final episode. Max and Dan, they've been on a few different times. And it is a long episode, and they did leave it all in. There was a couple directorial notes that they left in, like, yeah, let's take that again. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. Yeah. Which I always appreciate when those little flubs make it in, because it makes me think as an editor, "Ah, I'm not doing that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we had a few folks also write in to agree with my thought that ingredient is the wrong word to use in your catnip question mark. And I stand Mm. by that. Uh, Catnip being a, uh, a plant that grows. I said that maybe component would be better, but the word I think I was looking for was compound. Active compound. Mm. Oh, okay. I think would That's be good. a good component. Uh, yeah, component is again, it's a almost little, like ingredient. Something manufactured yes. component. Yeah. yeah. A compound. Yeah. Um, so I would go with that. And uh, in the words of Quizmaster Wright. <laughs> <laughs> and in the words of Quizmaster Mark. On the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, two rights make a wrong. You writing us and you <laughs> being right about something. Yeah, that's it. So if you'd like to write us with a miscorrection, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com. Call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show. On Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, or wherever else that you might find our show available to rate and review. What's your wife munching on in there? Probably a sandwich. Holy shit. I have a weed gummy in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) What a find. It's like finding a $5 bill. 
Seriously. Or like an $8 bill. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into our second round here. Mark, do you want to feed us a question? Is it me? Is it my turn? Yeah, we're hungry. Well, let me sate that hunger with this question. You guys are going to get this. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for the easy one. (laughs) Cool. What is the name of the video game pair of a honey bear and a bird that were featured in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, as well as their own series of games? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Banjo-Kazooie. That's correct. Yes. Yes. That was the rare follow-up to conquer's bad fur day no no conquer's bad fur day was after i believe oh okay so donkey kong country possibly because i want to say bad fur day was one of the last releases for the nintendo 64 banjo kazooie a 3d platformer yeah conquer a 3d platformer yes also the first answer of our first ever question here on the no nonsense trivia podcast yeah was did they make any 3d platformers before those I can't recall. Rare. They definitely worked on the Donkey Kong Country series. I yes. think that might have been the, the lineage there. But Which, anyways, we got it right. That's part of what's causing those games, I think, if I remember correctly, to be harder to come by for re-release because Rare is owned by Microsoft these days. Right, because Bungie bought Rare and then Microsoft bought Bungie. Was that yeah, the, I believe the so. parentage? Yeah. One of my favorite Spoonerisms of all time is Conky Dong. <laughs> Conky Dong. <laughs> All right. Well, how about a question for me? Sure. This is a uh, movies question for you. Okay. All right. All right. Found in Western Ireland, what is the real name or the fictional name of the setting that is featured in the intro of 1987's The Princess Bride? I'll take either the name of the real shooting location that's found in Western Ireland or the fictional name that it is in the uh, the movie. Setting of the beginning of The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. okay. Mm. All right. So. Mm. You're right there, Mark? I think mm. he's gearing up his Wallace Shawn. Okay. He's revving up his Wall of Shawn impression. Okay. So I remember. Inconceivable. There it is. The plot of the movie. I'm never going to be able to guess the name of the real location. So to the movie. To the movie. To the movies. Movie. Um, the country of Florin is definitely one of the movies in the plot because Prince Humperdinck wants to instigate a war. Let me let me just interrupt you real quick because I forgot yeah. a crucial detail here. Oh, I forgot to say that these are cliffs. The cliffs. Yes. So either the oh, fictional oh, name of the cliffs oh, or the their cliffs. real life. Okay. Name. Okay. Yeah. Yo, okay. I should have okay. specified Yo. the cliffs of Moore. The cliffs of Moore. Yo. Okay. I mean, in the movie they were the cl- in cliffs of insanity. Cliffs of Moore. All right. They're called the Cliffs of Insanity in, in the movie. Yes. Movie. Well, let's go with that. We'll we'll say that we're more sure of that. Hmm. So we'll say, but I, I do want to know if it's the Cliffs of Moore. But we're going to say the Cliffs of Insanity. 
I'm going to give you this one for the Cliffs of Moore. Oh! And, of course, I'm going to give you this one for the Cliffs yeah. of Moore. Yeah. as well. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well Coming done. You got both, both sides. Them. I'll give yeah. you double points for that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Chinese Good finger cuffs. Ooh. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, I do. That's an Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, Fletcher. All right. <laughs> got a uh, mythology question for you. Oh, okay. Who was the Greek god of language, commerce, and thieves? Who was the Greek god of language, commerce, and thieves? Interesting pairing. Or... Uh God, they Trioing? just, they just mm-hmm. gave people, like, they were just like, and you, are tablets, <laughs> I don't know, you, you're a styrofoam. Yeah, it seems like they thought of, like, one thing at a time, and then they were like, give that to the guy we gave language to, you know? <laughs> they must have Commerce, done it, uh, they sounds kind of like, like a, a snake draft conversation, right? Where it's like, you get to choose, and then as you get lower and lower, it's like, you're just picking from a thing that's like. Do you want to be the god of cotton balls? It's like, uh, I'll take Q-tips, I guess. It's like, all right, well, fucking, you get stuck with cotton balls. This is the same with sainthood, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. The patron saint of lost keys. <laughs> is that Anthony? <laughs> keys, Anthony keys this? <laughs> I, I think you asked that once. I think the answer was Anthony, or that's what we guessed, maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Conversation. Or, I'm sorry, language. Language. Commerce. And thieves, Robin Hood, the Prince of Thieves. When you think of things being related to language, mm-hmm. like Doctor Wise, etymology. I think it's going to have like a Latin name, right? So that would be that's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. trying to piece together. Et isn't etymology. The source of words. Yes. So that's that's what I was thinking. You know. Yeah, I feel language. like there's another linguistics thing for language as opposed to words. It's uh, Noam Chomsky, right? Isn't he the god of language? <laughs> <laughs> um. Huh. The god of commerce. The god of thieves. Coinus. Coinsicus. I'm Coinsicus. We do know that the uh was it the 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 Romans who had the first vending machine? Or was it the Greeks? It's the Romans, I think. Yeah. Different guys. Could not believe that shit. Dispensing holy water. We're just stalling here though. We don't know, do we? We don't. Still trying to think of something because he really drove home when he said thieves. He really, uh, okay, just you know, drove the dagger in a little bit further. We've got Zeus, we've got Hades, we've got who else do we got? Dionysus. I don't know. Do you think it's it could be a goddess and he's just using God in a general term? No. Maybe he uses those other things as well. He's the god of kings, right? He's the king of kings. 
well, I think somebody else usually likes to use that title. <laughs> but well, he was if you, first. you know, are a polytheist, yeah, he's probably the king of kings. If you're a monotheist, that's, yeah, that's somebody else. But Someone's got that yeah. on reserve. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Can we name any other Greek gods other than Zeus? Well, I mean. I believe in you guys. I think you can name a couple. There's Hera. I and just then, gave out a Greek mythology bonus sheet this week, but I recycled it and I didn't even fucking look at it. I just printed it out <laughs> and gave it out. Here and scored it. This is this is where something uh, like that would have come in handy. Persephone, um, Aphrodite, these are all goddesses. Um Poseidon. Excuse me. Poseidon. You're just underwater. Fucking do something else. <laughs> Talking. Who's known for like talking? It is going to end up being a fucking woman. Would you do that sneaky shit? <laughs> I will make it clear. I would use God as a general gender neutral term in this case. <sighs> Can I offer you a little feedback here mid question? Yes. On that? I would maybe adjust it to say which of the Greek gods instead of which Greek god or gods or goddesses, gods and goddesses. Yeah. Maybe okay. I think just throwing them both in it would be best. Yeah. Just for our quiz writers out there, you know. Um, Fair enough. Because, you know, we were people don't always ask. And we were sitting here like we would probably in a real quiz environment. Just assume probably meant maybe assume. Yep, oh and it made made an ass out of us. Almost. But we sought clarification. Now we know. Athena. Goddess of love. Love language. Hmm. I want to say something with an A comes to mind. Artemis. Athena. Cupid isn't a god, is he? I think he is. Getting people to talk to each other? Seems like a crafty little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Making fucking commerce and shit. Hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just sitting in Can the center of Can we say Artemis? Sure. We're going to say Artemis. God, if this, this, I just want to say, I know it's probably not right, but if this is right, it would be so fucking sweet. That is incorrect. It's pretty sour. Yeah. Hermes. 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 The messenger god. The messenger. God. Why are people traveling? Commerce. What are they and doing? Communicating language. Communicating language. I think Thieves is the one that really took me completely out of left field. I'm like, mm, okay, that's. Yep. I, I just love that because it's like, Quickness. why wouldn't it be Hermes? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and a side note, Cupid is the Roman version mm. of Eros. E R O S. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. The other love god besides Aphrodite. Mm -hmm. I got Hermes once. Simplex B. It was a uh, messy business, so make sure you wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. 
Wise advice. Do I have to do a question? <laughs> I think it's my turn. <laughs> no, it is your turn. You're right. Okay. Here's your question. Keflavik International Airport is located in which country? Keflavik International Airport is located in which country? K-E-F-L-A-V-I-K. Okay. Name sounds Polish, Slavic. Mm-hmm. That's at, all I got. At first, I was thinking of Reykjavik in Iceland, but different letter on the end. It's a K, not a C. Mm. So I'm I'm veering away from the Scandinavian countries and over to where you were you were yeah. talking about international airport. International. You asked for country. Mm-hmm. Yes, just country. Okay. Kevlovic? Is that what you said? Kevlovic. Kevlovic. I mean, I know I said Polish. No, if I should jump right to Poland then. Yeah, I'm not sure. It could be. Um, that's as good a guess as any for me. I have no, no idea. Um, Just we can go for it. Throwing yeah. shit at the wall to something. Sticks. I don't. I don't want to say anything because, like, I have no idea, and yeah. it could be Poland. So. Mm-hmm. If that's the first one that jumped into your mind, let's For go with that. No reason other than just the way the name sounds. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. Poland. Poland. Sorry, that's incorrect. Yeah, Reykjavik is spelled with a K. It is. Oh, is it Iceland? Keflavik? Iceland is oh, the correct uh, answer. Talk <laughs> yourself right out of it. <laughs> you know, like Reykjavik ends with a C. I was like, oh, I don't think so, Tim. Damn. I looked up and I was like, yeah, no. I played myself. Okay. You did. You played yourself. All right. I have one last question for you this round. And it's going to be about. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Dude, I'm too hungry for you to be singing those words right now. Are you a parrot head? Yeah, I am. I'm always done to listen to Jimmy. Huh. That's so funny. We, we talked about that on this week's uh, Lyrics to Go. Oh, or am I going to get roasted now? No, you don't get roasted. Flambayed? I say that most people that are parrot heads, I would not probably have in my life. And <laughs> and, Seth, and Seth says, I'm pretty sure your co-host on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast is a parrot head. And I was like, say it ain't so. <laughs> it's true, man. Yikes. Um, yeah, grew Kyle, up. Kyle, do you know you were married to a parrot head? Yes. <laughs> she's she's had to endure some, but yeah, we had the greatest hits album growing up with the yellow cover on CD, and then uh, Fruitcakes came out shortly thereafter. Not as good of an album, you know. It only has a few hits on it, not all of the greatest ones. But uh, yeah, I, I have a nostalgic uh, uh, feeling for Jimmy Buffett, and I enjoyed his cameo in Jurassic World. One of the things I enjoyed most about that movie. <laughs> anyway. I don't think I knew that. Hmm. His cameo? Yeah, that he cameoed he, he in He grabs it. his margarita. Yeah. Uh, when he's, he's he one does. of the tourists, you know, and when the uh-huh. uh, dinosaurs start attacking, there's a shot of a man, Jimmy Buffett, getting everybody's running, and he's like, oh, I got to grab these drinks first. <laughs> Even if you don't know it's him, it's kind of a funny shot. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I remember just other than no mm-hmm. no special significance other than that. 
Well, I'm going to ask you this question about anatomy here. Located in the head, what is the common name for what the medical community refers to as the tympanic membrane of the human body? Located in the head, what is the common name for what the medical community refers to as the tympanic membrane of the human body? Yes. One, two, three. The eardrum. That's right. Hey, congratulations. I figured you guys would get that pretty easy. You being a drummer and all, and you just being smart as hell. Having tinnitus. What's that? <laughs> Having tinnitus. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah. So you've got a familiarity with uh-huh. it then. Any, any tips for fellow uh, tinnitus endurers out there that might be listening? Noise canceling headphones with some music playing. Yeah. As, you know, typically most days I'm at work. I have <laughs> headphones just on my... On my head. You guys listen yeah. to brown noise or white noise at night? No. I used to, but uh, it drove Kyle insane. So she asked me to part ways with my desktop fan that I had uh, blowing in my face for 20 years of my life. Which, if there's anybody in South Korea listening to us, they're like doing a backflip right now because <laughs> of the, the fan death. Uh, oh, I'm familiar with that. Conspiracy. With that phenomenon. Or, uh, not conspiracy, but a... Uh, Superstition? Superstition, thank you. Yeah, so, no, not for me. But I've, I've learned to sleep in silence now and like it, actually. So I uh, If I ever wake up and I know I'm going to try and go to sleep, but I probably won't be successful, I'll throw a little brown noise on and it uh, helps me out. Yeah. When Baby Brush first came home from the hospital, uh, she had a sound machine in her crib, mm. and that was like a throwback to the fan days because put that sound machine on, it's like, what was Gloria Stefan in there with the sound machine? <laughs> Get what? on your feet. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, mine is fairly low grade enough. The Miami, I, f- I see what you did there. I <laughs> forgot that she was with the Miami sound machine. <laughs> thankfully, mine is typically is low grade enough that I can most of the time just kind of ignore it. And it works wonders, honestly. It's just, you know, just when it's completely dead silent is really when I notice it the most. Gotcha. I've heard various or read about various techniques like snapping your skin behind your ears or something. Have you ever tried anything like no. that? Or No. No. Just get the technology, I guess. Yeah. Help you out. All right. Well, that does it for round two. Let's take a little break now, and then we'll come back with a rate my question and our final questions. Ooh. Is that right? Have I done four? I think so. No. You didn't. I'm sorry. Okay, that's, I'm like <laughs> Fletcher. One more question for this round from you. All right. Mm, Want to see if food question, food and beverage. The company behind what well-known beverage was originally called Unadulterated Food Products. <laughs> the company behind what well-known beverage was originally called. Unadulterated food products. Unadulterated? What does it mean to be adulterated? <laughs> Youthful? Without without adult supervision? Yeah, or uh yeah. Like I was I was thinking like maybe it was like youthful, you know. I but I think like stuff is labeled unadulterated when it's like it's not talking about like youth. It's talking about like no need for. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. 
no rules, just right. That kind of thing. Well, like you can really like take the fucking. Well. So like no restrictions. Yeah. Maybe. You who? That seems like a wild beverage. They are called wild or called uh, chocolate drink. Mm-hmm. Can I hear the question one more time? The company behind what well-known beverage was originally called unadulterated food products. Behind what? But what beverage? Well-known beverage. So, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Fruitopia. <laughs> I'm not adulterating. Water. Balls. Balls? You remember balls? B-A-W-L-Z? I do know that you spell it like that. I was thinking of orbits when you said balls. It's, well, it's like that. Mm-hmm. But wasn't balls alcoholic? Yeah, I think was it, it was. Was it something like that? I think it was. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, those videos of like Girls Gone Wild, mm-hmm. those videos would be called unadulterated. Hmm. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is youthful. Maybe it's like to have the adults taken out. That's why I was thinking you who, you know, it's like something that, you know, your parents would be like, you can't drink that. That's too much sugar. You know, maybe it predates soda. I think you who predates soda, doesn't it? No, no. Are you serious? You serious, Clark? Well, (laughs) no, you're right. So it's been around for a long time. So it's been around as like an aperitif mm-hmm. or a digestif for a long time, I feel like. I guess branded soda is what I meant. Even so, I mean, that's still pretty early. I think like the Even 30s. so. <laughs> Thoughts arrive like butterflies. Eddie Vedder over here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he don't know. <laughs> um... Unadulterated food products. Sounds appetizing, doesn't it? Would you guys like to know what unadulterated actually means? Yeah. Sure. I'd love it to. I'd love to know. Not mixed or diluted with any different or extra elements. Complete and absolute. Hmm. All right. That is not what we were thinking, but that makes sense. I'm only because you're so off base on that. I just want to make sure, Mm -hmm. get your heads in a little bit of a difference, better space. Not diluted. Sunny delight. Hmm. Okay. Again, no year. (sighs) Um... I mean, it could be. I don't know. I guess Yoohoo is naturally diluted because you're mixing a couple different things together. I mean, it could. It doesn't necessarily have to mean that they're mm. honest about what they're saying. Yeah. Could very well fucking be Yoohoo. Welch's grape juice. T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch's grape. 
Juicy Juice. You remember Juicy Juice? Oh, that was yeah, definitely concentrated. Juicy Juice. Oh, yeah. Featuring 0.001% juice. Mm. No, I think it was. Didn't they say it was 100% juice? Probably. I never bought that drinking it. Well, I mean, I purchased it, but I never, I never believed that it was 100% juice. Technically, you're drinking it and you're calling it juice, so it's juice. If you believe it's juice, isn't that all that really matters? I think that requires a lot of faith. God, I love the word juice. <laughs> One of my favorite words to say. It's a good word. Sunny D. We're going to say Sunny Delight. Sunny Delight is incorrect. You had me going for a second. Unadulterated food products. The original name for the company behind Snapple. Oh. oh that seems like some shit that they would name their company. Yeah. And as a live no note for you, Balls is with an S. Oh. Was not alcoholic. Okay. Wow. Did it have the little orbs in it, though? I don't recall if it had. mm. Maybe it was very high caffeine. It was Guarana. It was definitely like an energy drink. It was favored by uh, gamers and computer nerds. Yeah, Orbitz was the one that had the little orbs in it. Yes, that's right. And that predates the uh, the website, the travel website. Yes. Mm -hmm. They transitioned pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a little break and then uh, we'll come back with a rate my question and our last round of questions. We're back and it's time for a rate my question. This is a question here and a note from Brian Kearney, who writes, What's up, guys? I'm a big fan of the show and host a weekly pub trivia at a bar in Boulder, Colorado. Thanks for all the great ideas and suggestions for making my games better. Here's my question. Players were able to get 20 total points if they got it completely correct. 10 points for each answer. So I'm guessing there's going to be two answers here we need to come up with. Film director James Cameron has been married four times. Three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry. A producer, a director, and an actress. Name two of them. No. (laughs) Film director James Cameron has been married four times. Three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry, a producer, a director, and an actress. Name two of them. Candace Cameron. Did he marry <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy? Were I they married at one point? I don't think so. No? Who who was his wife that beat him at whoa. the whoa, Academy whoa, whoa, whoa. Awards? <laughs> Let me finish my sentence. I'm here to beat my wife at the Academy Awards. <laughs> I think she no. directed Zero Dark Thirty, and it's he directed Avatar. Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Right. But then his ex-wife, yes. Okay, so that's one of them, right? That is absolutely one of them, and All I right. was going to throw that out. and okay. do that for a fact. Maybe that's why I was thinking Kathleen Kennedy. That could be. She is a producer, but... Mm-hmm. I want to say Kate Capshaw, but I think that's Spielberg. I'm pretty sure that's Spielberg. Was she in, uh, she was in Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Spielberg, mm-hmm. yeah. 
It was w- he married to Linda Hamilton? <sighs> That's exactly what I was going to think or, or what I was going to ask you. I think he might have been. Mark has dropped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sauce. Mark has left the chat. <laughs> what do you think? Does that sound familiar to you? James Cameron and Lyndall Hamilton ever I do not know this shit at all. That sounds maybe familiar. She was in two, well, no, more than two she, Terminator movies. Yeah. Way more, but only two, two that notable he was ones. involved in. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff, dude. Like, who's married to who and all that shit. She was also the beauty in the Beauty and the Beast TV series. Along amongst Ron Perlman's Beast. Written by George R. R. Martin. That's right. Well, well, well. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I know that he was in a relationship with Linda Hamilton. I don't recall if they got married. That could be a good swerve, and you know. So it was what? A director, a, a producer, and an actress. And an actress? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a director and an actress. He never tried out an editor. No. Or a screenwriter. <laughs> The field is open. <laughs> Unless he's, well, I don't know. Yeah, I think, the, I think, I think I'm, I can't think of anything else. So I think Linda Hamilton's what I'm going to go with. And we've got no producer name. I wouldn't know. It says name two of them. So to me, that indicates you have to pick two. You can't write down three names. I don't know. What do you think? The way that this is written. You got to write down two. You have, yeah. to, get, you have, to, write you have two. to just write down two. Do yeah. not write down three. So this, I had this happen mm-hmm. once where I said, you know, there's eight countries that blah, 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 give me five. And they try to write it on all eight. And I said, if you get two of these wrong or you get any of these wrong, you know, I, all I can do is take your first five answers. So you're better off going with a strong five that you know than trying to guess all eight. And then I have to say no because you're not going to get anything. You got extra. some wrong. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at is is the way that the question's written ambiguous enough that it might lead somebody to think that they could write down eight countries and try to get five. Or in this case, well, it write says, down. Give me two. It says name two of them. Right. So doesn't say two. pick two of these roles and and name them. Well, it says I would pick two of these people and name the two out of the three. Name name two. Don't of make the it three. more complicated. <laughs> this is what we're doing here. You know, it's a it's a, it's a rate my question segment. You know, I'm I'm it's, looking at this question. I'm I I know we're not we haven't get, gotten to the answers yet, but I'm looking at this question. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, say name all three. Could be written a little bit more clear. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> let's let's take a look at the answers here of uh, right. yeah. James James Cameron's ex wives. My wives. The first wives club. His wives. So who do we go with? Well, technically, only one of them would be the member of the First Wives Club. Yeah. That's not... Yeah. It's multiple wives. I'm, I'm, get, I'm, I'm splitting X-Wives hairs Club. upon hairs. Yes. Yeah. That was... I was just making reference to the Oh, movie. I know. So who are we going with? Chick from Terminator 2? And Terminator 1. Linda and, Hamilton and is her Linda name. Hamilton. Not Chick from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember her name. Chick from Terminator Dark the other Fate. Person Being very with. respectful by referring to her as Chick. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Young lady. And Catherine Bigelow was the other one that we Catherine were Catherine Bigelow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Catherine Bigelow is an absolute for sure. Catherine Bigelow, female gigolo. The producer was Gail Ann Hurd. Gail Ann Hurd. Okay. A close collaborator from his 1980s films. That was his first wife. What'd you hear? Once you Th- say that, that makes perfect. Yep. Then he mm-hmm. married uh, Catherine Bigelow. So we got that right. Mm-hmm. 
Cameron then began a relationship with Linda Hamilton. Their daughter was born in 1993. Cameron married Hamilton in 1997. So, damn, we got it. it. Damn, damn. I saw, like, my eyes led a little bit, and I I saw another actress named down below, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, did he only get into a relationship (laughs) with Olivia Hamilton? But I guess they did get married in 97. He was, uh, there was speculation of an affair that that broke them up with another actress. Oh. Susie Amiss, who he later married, his fifth wife in 2000. My fifth wife. (laughs) My fifth wife. (laughs) The the fifth wives club. (laughs) Wow! 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 We wow! All right, let's rate this question from Brian. Film director James Cameron has been married four times. Semicolon. Three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry: a producer, a director, and an actress. Name two of them. A plus. I didn't get it, but it's got. Good hint. And the only thing I don't like, I don't really, I, it's just not my category. Like you guys being more into movies and more into like movie people's lives, I guess. Um, helped you guys take it home. But I feel like most teams with a couple of people that are into, you know, that stuff would be able to, to get it taken care of. Strong question. I agree. I think, I think it's a good question. What's your rating? Uh, my rating, um, 17 out of 17 burritos. Damn. You know, watch out, y'all. Fletcher's on a burrito scale today. Measure things in burritos. Well, I'm going to give this a pib on my pib scale. Mm-hmm. You know, popular, interesting, built-in hint. This question's all three of those. Um, capital P I B there. I do think it needs to be rewritten though for a couple of reasons. One, as I mentioned, James Cameron has been married five times, not four times as it's stated. So that needs to be adjusted. Um, and three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry. Actually, four of them did. There were two actresses, as I just read, Susie and mm. miss and Linda Hamilton. So you just need to kind of clarify, I guess. I mean, I love the idea of this question. I love the way that it's structured. I wish it could be true. But um, it needs a little bit of a rewrite, I think, because of that that little detail. So, so maybe I should even give it a – I don't know if I should give it a B because the hint here is – So looking at the question from a up. factual basis, mm-hmm. looking at it strictly as a – The format. The format. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. But I, I don't know if I can get – I can't give it full pibs you know, based okay. on that. Knowing that this question is factually incorrect, mm-hmm. I am subtracting two burritos. And I'll subtract, a, my, subtract my plus. I'll just give it a flat It's a. 15 out of 17 Wow, burritos. you fucked up, whoever this was that wrote this. <laughs> Brian. Brian, but you, you're pretty embarrassed. No, right no. Now. I mean, you know, it's no, like I said. Probably it's probably feels it's a, real bad. It's a good structure. That's not what this segment's about. It's, it's not about not, shaming but them. But you know what? They're still going to feel bad. And wow, it's wow, constructive. Yeah, here's some constructive criticism. Stop it. Be less bad. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Giving me the over the glasses look. I'm just kidding, Brian. I like this question. There you go. I'm just trying to figure out how I would rewrite this real quick. Because his first marriage was not somebody involved in the film industry at all. 
So you could say, starting with James Cameron's second marriage, he married in order a producer, then a director, then an actress. Name two of these three people. Or three of his ex-wives were involved in the film industry. But four of them were. So you got okay, two actresses. Okay. You have to figure mm, out how okay, to break okay. those Linda Hamilton and Susie Amiss yeah. apart, she, just as he was trying to do in his personal I mean, life. If you Try just to separate them and flat, keep them unaware of each other. If you say four of his ex-wives were involved in the film industry, I mean, I know that would take away part of the hint. Like I said, mm. I mean, if you yeah. say starting with his second, you know, he married in order yeah. these three roles, and it's it's yeah. historical, no, it's it's fine, and you don't have any confusion. I mean, it kind of works because he, like, it works to our, our benefit as Quizmasters that he married two actresses because in the sus, that mm-hmm. introduces a level of doubt, like, well, did he marry, maybe if some, if you know, did he marry Susie Miss first or Linda Hamilton first? I think there's some interesting sus play that can happen there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this a P capital P capital I. And uh, just because I like the format, I'm going to give it a lowercase B, even though it does need to be amended and, and rewritten. But uh, Brian, great effort. I think, you know, is there a chance that he here. sent this in before he got remarried? <laughs> it's uh, the question that, no, 2000, question. the year 2000 was when uh, he married Susie and miss. Sorry, man. Well, I tried, did, Brian. He divorced her. Uh, he divorced Hamilton in 99. And then I think he's still married to Susie Miss. Well, the question was, mm, okay. Well, Susie Miss wouldn't count then because of the question. Oh, was based ex-wives. On ex-wives. I was going to, I was going to mention that earlier. Okay. That's, I was going to ask if he's still married to Susie Miss. Cause if so, the question is yeah. specifically about ex-wives. Yes. Yeah. So you would, you would just have to say five times. He's but been married five so times. Three of his ex-wives that's fine we're that, in the yes. film industry that's, they were <clears throat> these positions these roles yes you could you could industry. keep that but you would still have to amend it to say that he's been married five times and then it would years. be too long he already doesn't have short and sweet but because you have to amend that this is there's there's short and sweet is not about total length it's more about like unnecessary words and information you know what i mean like if stuff could be cut and i'm 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 not giving him the s here because i do think that grammatically there's just a few weird things going on here the semicolon is fine there's two statements here in the first part film director james cameron has been married four times semicolon three of his ex-wives worked in the film industry period then he says a producer a director and an actress period name two of them those are like verbal breaks those periods but if you were writing this question out on a quiz uh, you'd want like a complete statement, like they were a producer, a director, an actress, or something like that. Mm. It's not a full sentence. That's all I'm saying. Mm. You guys don't like that. Mm. I, I don't have any. I don't have any arguments against it. Hey, I mean, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of some way. I think if you said he was married th- to three people in the, you know, the Hollywood industry, mm. a producer, an actor, you can kind of. Maybe you, cut out a word or three there. Yes, you could you could rewrite this to be a little <clears throat> less uh, dense. But I do think it's overall a really good question. I like the mm-hmm. format. Um, just needs a little help. That's all. A little bit of help. I mean, and to be fair, that's what he's asking for. Right. Just rate this, please. We rated it. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. You can do so by messaging us at nononsensetrivia@gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966. Six, six. 
Fletcher, God damn it. Yes, Mark. Are you ready to ask your last question of the day? I believe I am. Coined by Mort Walker, creator of Beetle Bailey, and most well-known from using comic strips. What is the term for a string of typographical symbols standing in for profanity? Such as, like, you'd see it as, like, at sign, pound sign, dollar sign, percent sign. But really what it's saying point. is, fuck. Exactly. Coined by Mort Walker, creator Beetle Bailey. Most well-known in comic strips. The term for a string of typographical symbols standing in for, for profanity. Cubertese. You know the video game character Cubert? I do. He's always... Mm-hmm. That's his language. That's all he knows is words that we're not allowed to hear for whatever reason. Cubertese. What do you think? I think that Cubert came out after it was used in comic strips, probably. Yeah. I do actually know the answer to this. Oh, do you? Yep. I had a feeling you might. <laughs> it's not Cubertese. It's Growlix. Mm. G-R-A-W-L-I-X. Yes. I, this has been a question somewhere. Yeah. I think I might have asked it when with uh, Justin on, or maybe he asked it, but I, this might be in the no-no canon. Okay. Do you but, want me to ask another question then? Would you prefer? Well, we, please confirm that it was. That is, that okay. is the correct answer. Yes. Yes. Uh, sure. We'll take another one. Okay. No better than, you know, someone who uh, knows comics and comic books. Um, <laughs> well, Mark got me with an art question that a, a couple weeks ago that was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I forgot about yeah. Goya. Mm. So it's it's possible to get me now and then. Yeah. But okay. that is a very unique word. It is. Goya and Dre. You forgot about mm. both of them. Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Here we go. Uh, celebrities for category. Okay. In 2006... What celebrity sold their kidney stone for $25,000 with the proceeds benefiting Habitat for Humanity? 2006, what celebrity sold their kidney stone for $25,000 with the proceeds benefiting Habitat for Humanity? Sylvester Still Kidney Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. <laughs> Maybe it's a guy who's uh, known for his work with Habitat for Humanities, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter passing a stone. You know what? It's actually not a bad guess. I think it might be right. I mean, this was about 20 years ago. It's the perfect time for all having that a president's and, kidney stone and coffee to build up and form into calciate in your kidneys. And then, what else is he going to do with it? He he loves doing stuff with Habitat for Humanities. I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to put it on a string and wear it around his neck. Honey, I've got enough of them. <laughs> Sell this one to somebody. <laughs> I think we should go with it. We're going to say ex-president Jimmy Carter. That is incorrect. Oh, little too on the nose there. The correct answer, William Shatner. Damn. <laughs> oh, okay. The Shat. Yeah. More like <laughs> William Pissner. That's right. Those William are painful. Pissner. 
Have you guys ever had them? No. 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 Fucking I'm the only one? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> never had one. I've never had gallstones, which Seth said was the worst pain he's ever felt in his life. Man, I'll tell you. I After I had kidney stone, a kidney stone, they said it was uh, due to drinking too much coffee and tea and not enough water. So I'll tell you, after that, I, I'm sure to drink my water these days. <laughs> like Seriously. if I have, I try to do a one-to-one uh, when I can. Because I do not want to go through that again. I've I, actually, I had them actually bore out my urethra. And they just put in like, it kind of looks like um, a sprinkler or a sparkler. Um, and they just get it in there and they just kind of go like this with it. Like they're making a snake and just bore it out and keep it nice and open. So a, those like a pipe cleaner all the just, way back up, just all yeah, the way back yeah. up to the kidney. It's like a snake. I'm glad you're doing well. Thanks. It's good. <laughs> it just flows out. Then, I, I you know. was pissing tubing for a little while, but I'm well, okay now. While we're on the subject of impressive feats, how about a question about the Olympics? Sure. Impressive feet or feats? Feats, like feats. Uh, boring okay. out your urethra. Okay. Make sure we're not. <laughs> Here's the question. While 2020 saw the introduction of skateboarding, sport climbing and surfing to the summer Olympic games. What activity first developed in New York city in the 1970s will be featured as an event for the first time in 2024. Hacky sack. Is that a for sure? Or just a a glib response? It's somewhere in between. It's not just glib. It's an activity. Mm-hmm. I can see it starting in the 1970s. Yeah. It's like volleyball or something, you know? Hmm. 70s. I'm so completely hmm. out of touch with what's in the Olympics that you could tell me something is or isn't. I, I, I believe you. Yeah, sure. That sounds like something to be in the Olympics. Okay. Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah. Okay. That's in the Olympics. Mm, um, could very much be ultimate frisbee. Disc golf could very much be disc golf. Is there a distinction? Ultimate frisbee and disc golf are they the same thing? Um, I'd imagine they're different if they had different names. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like the same name for two different things, or or it's a regional variation. Yeah, kind of like uh, Hardee's and Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. I want a hamburger with bacon on it. I want a hamburger that knows what's best. I want a hamburger with shoes that cut and uh, eyes that burn like cheese fries. Uh, hmm. Hmm. 1970s. Can I hear one more time? Yes. While 2020 saw the introduction of skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing to the Summer Olympic Games, what activity, first developed in New York City in the 1970s, will be featured as an event for the first time in 2024? And just a little side note here, all four of these sports were voted in by the committee at the same time. Those three were already introduced. This is the last in that grouping to make it to the events. Yo, mm. I think disc golf is it. I bet you that shit happened at uh at Central Park. Central Park. Yeah, I was just I was, 
Just like you, New York City, where could, oh, right, they've got that giant park. Yeah? Disc golf? We're going to say disc golf. No. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fuck. not disc golf, which is different than ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee is a, a field sport, whereas disc golf is more like the rules of, like, golf where you have different holes and mm, try to get them into okay. a basket so so with and ultimate, ultimate it, it's like soccer it? with discs okay. or football with discs you know you, you're throwing the before, i'm not exactly sure what the rules are but before you give us the answer mm-hmm. can i ask is it hacky sack it is not hacky sack okay. either okay it's just break dancing break oh. dancing really oh. mm-hmm. wow yep voted in alongside of uh, skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing. Well, I'll that, be goddamn. That blows Soon my win, mind. Win the gold in breakdancing. Is that the IOC really trying to cater to 1980s crowds? I don't know. I imagine there's a little bit of a like, delay on public interest and, yeah, it's and like, how it oh, works these, into. These kids are really into breakdancing. We should introduce that. I'm sure somebody's lobbying years for later. it. Probably. There's probably a breakdancing society that, you know. Yeah. Wants their recognition. Mark? That's that's in wow. How about our final question? Here's your last question of the night. This is a question that I asked in my last trivia. Catherine Bigelow was the first woman to win the Academy Award for Best Director. What movie? Oh, I think I I said this. You did. Is it the is that the right movie though? Yes, it is. Zero Dark Thirty. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, I... It's interesting. I was wondering if that would happen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, you guys already answered. All right, fine. Go ahead. It's fine. I'd have to think about it for a second. Go ahead. I could have swore she... Oh, it was... uh, Nope, it was The Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker is correct. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's yeah. That's uh, yeah, that. Um, you know, I heard the wrong answer. It was just dumb luck that I had asked that question at my last trivia. Wow. And mm. I heard you say zero dark dark thirty. I was like, well, this will be their chance yeah. for reprieve. Mm. One of two things will happen: either you heard that earlier and you let it fly because you were like, who cares? It doesn't matter. That's not the question. Or you, you know, and now would be your time to kind of like soothe it over and and get it right. Or you were just going to go, yeah, zero dark thirty, we're good, and that's what happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a what second happened. sus might have proved different, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? <laughs> that's the way the cookie crumbles. In it, Fletcher. In it. Thank you so much for joining us again on another episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Thank you, Lee, Mark. Thank you for having me here. In oh. Your house that you yes. built. Trivia house. Yeah, our trivia house that we built. I like that. <laughs> yes. The house no-no. That's the one. Thank yeah. you for flying our banner. Of course. <laughs> I am, as always, your loyal bannerman. Mark, thank you as well. Oh, thank you. And thanks for listening, everybody. Please join us for another episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast every week by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform, and you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com. 
clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Also, please do not forget my mnemonic for the uh, 12 signs. A tall giraffe can leap very long, so sadly can't acquire patience. Yes, these are wise words. Still get that in a note here. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher. And me. Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Clay, Mrit, JB, Paul, James, Josh, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike K, Adam, Cole, Baby, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P. Justin Picard's well-functioning kidneys. And Justin M. Justin MCU 2009. No movies. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Nora, Joe, Holgas, Mark with a C, Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Stephen, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. Or a miscorrection, or even just a little no note. No nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address, or call us at 1 929 356 6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia, and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Want to hang out with us throughout the week? Yeah. We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or. You can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.